Welcome to episode 10 of the GBHBL Whiplash. It's a dark week for music on this podcast. This week we've got tracks from Madrid-based metal band Black and Sight, a track from Black Metal's Gra, a band formed by the vocalist of Dark Funeral, and a track from melodic black metal force Wormlight. It's them that we begin things with, once I've done the usual housework. We are Games, Brains and Headbanging Life, and you can find us over at gbhbl.com. That's our website if you don't know by now. Every single day you can read album, EP, single reviews, as well as game reviews and horror movie reviews. You can also find top lists, TV show reviews, interviews, features, book reviews, videos, as well as even a little bit of merchandise. You can find us on Facebook, search for GBHBL and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at GBHBL underscore official. We're on Instagram as GBHBL, so make sure you follow us there too. This podcast is available on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're also on YouTube where you can find a lot of our video content, so head over there and hit subscribe. We also have a Patreon too. Go to patreon.com forward slash GBHBL where you can help support us and help us grow. We've got some exciting things in the works, so any help there would be massively appreciated. Remember, we're not in it for the money. Every penny is sunk back into the site. Hell, even if you don't want to sign up for Patreon, then you can always use our PayPal donut button on our homepage. Anyway, that's enough of that, so let's get to some music. Swedish melodic black metal band Wormlight will release their debut album, Wrath of the Wilds, on the 25th of April 2018 via Black Lion Records. It's a throwback to the classic mellow death of old. This is Nightmare.
Righty, some changes going forward. Seeing as this is the 10th one after all, some things are going to be dropped and some things are going to be expanded on. I kind of realise it's probably not that thrilling to just listen to me reciting off lists of what's come out in the last week, followed by what is going up on the site over the next week. These these parts of the podcast have proven to be pretty lengthy, so if I'm honest, it's also not that interesting. You know, I listen to them back myself and I'm like, ooh, that's not great. And we post about them all the time anyway, so if you follow us on social media, you'll be in the know. So just do that. So going forward, the weekly episodes are now just going to be more of a mix of news, opinions, uh, awesome rock and metal tracks, and one particular rant slash subject, subject that I feel I want to talk about and hopefully you guys listening will have some sort of opinion on too. So let's start with System of a Down. They've been on this podcast far too much recently, but I'm bringing them up probably last time for a while, I reckon. And I say System, but it's kind of sort of, not really System of a Down. It's more a resurrection of Scars on Broadway. A band helmed by System guitarist Darren Malakian, can never say that last name, and he announced that a new single and video will be released by Scars on Broadway later this month, which was also followed by the news that the band are going to release a second album. They released their debut, self-titled, in 2008. So it's been a while. And uh, yeah, I was never a fan. To me, they were system light. And with just Darren's vocals, I found it really lacking in quality. See, for me, his vocals against Surge's in System of a Down work, but alone, I find them kind of irritating. Now, this is going to sound probably a wee bit cynical, I think, but what a time to release Scars on Broadway music, right? The System of a Down new music train has halted, and it's left fans feeling pretty frustrated, and you only have to go online and read the comments under any system announcements, the amount of comments underneath the System American tour dates, screaming about lack of new music and you know what's the point and this that whatever so i can't help but think that system light will be pretty well received because of how much fans want something you know chances are even if you've never heard of scars on broadway you're now going to check out this new new album just because you want something from that camp now is it fair Probably not. As I said, I'm being a bit cynical here. And I was surprised by how excited many people got over the Scars on Broadway announcement. Which is where this kind of line got line of thinking came from me. Because it's kind of like, do, really? Do people care that much about Scars on Broadway? Or are they just like, oh sweet, something from an important member of System of a Down. You know, I know he's a popular part of that band. I know his vocals are, and his imagination are quite what, quite what people enjoy about System of a Down. So... You know, here we go. Here's his his work. That if you remember, Scars on Broadway, the debut album did have a lot of those elements. And for me, it was a kind of a a really moment. I mean, I hope it's a banger. It's just not what what I I expected or what I wanted. As I said, because it's System Light. But we'll find out soon enough. The single's gonna drop in the next next week, I believe, by the end of this month. So maybe it'll be good, maybe it'll be great, and I'll be back in this podcast next week going, man, I was wrong, I want to be. Nothing nothing better than in being proven wrong in this regard. So moving on to something completely different, the extreme side of the metal, metal world, and kind of the trouble that comes with it. I don't know if you saw, but the problem with being an extreme metal band and having an extreme metal name reared its ugly head this week with Rotten Christ 
being arrested in Georgia on charges of terrorism, allegedly based on the band's name. Now, according to the frontman, Sackus, they were stopped when leaving the airport and led into a prison cell with no real information about why they were being arrested. Later, the lawyers told them that they were on a list of unwanted persons of national security that branded them as Satanists and therefore suspects of terrorism. And they were eventually released without charge, but man, what a story. It's not the first time we kind of hear about things like this. You, you know, behemoths tales of woe in regards to how they've been treated because of their extreme metal imagery and style so it's kind of you know always unfortunate we go to these kind of conservative countries and you've got a name or a title or a reputation that says oh these you guys are going to be a problem even though you're far from that uh, striper have had the exact same problem this week where i think target and walmart and america have refused to release or release um not just released to stock their new album because of the title it's uh you know it's deemed offensive is it of course to a certain subset or subset of the world maybe i mean it's called goddamn evil so you know those those chains are those american chains your walmart's and your target they're they're not the first they're not the first and certainly not the first time they've done it where they've refused to stock something based off a title. I mean, it's, it's goddamn evil and they've deemed that offensive. So, because obviously they're worried it might upset or bother their conservative customer base. Is it silly? Of course it is. To me, it's completely pointless. What a what an odd way to think. But, hey, it's their store. They can do what they want. But, yeah, I mean, glad it worked out all right for Rotten Christ. It's just, you know, you read something like that and you're kind of like, God damn. Talking about the extremist sounding music, though, just briefly, I want to give a shout out to the lads in Sarkoth. You know, the band responsible for our snippet of intro music. They're looking for a new drummer. If you're interested, if your ears perked up and went, oh, I can drum, head over to their Facebook page to find out details. If you want to be part of one of the most exciting bands in black metal right now, just go over there, check out Sarkoth on Facebook, read what they've got to say, and if you hit all the points and you think, oh, I can do that, give them a shout. And finally, a fundraising campaign has been launched launched for former Malevent Creation frontman Brett Hoffman, who was recently diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. The GoFundMe page has been started by Brett's very close friend and family member and is asking for donations to cover his medical expenses and treatments. So head over to GoFundMe um, and give what you can. A few bands this week have announced new albums. Starting with Norwegian Black Metal is Immortal, who revealed details of their upcoming new album, Northern Chaos Gods. The album will be released on July 6th, 2018. A band now consisting of lyricist, 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 guitarist, demoniz, and drummer Horg. I made a mess of that. It's the first new music from the legendary band since All Shall Fall, released almost nine years ago. It's also going to be the first new album without Abath since he split. Obviously, Demoniz has now taken over vocal duties, which kind of left me not scratch my head because that's that would say I'm confused, but a bit unsure, a bit unsure whether or not this is going to live up to their legendary past. You know, the split in Immortal has been messy. Even with this album release, Demoniz sort of had to stick the knife in saying that the songs they recorded was, were taken by Abbath and used on his so-called solo album. His words, not mine. Uh, so, you know, even still, there's that bitterness and anger between them. It might result then, though, in an album uh, that's filled with real passion, 
real oomph. So I'm excited, at least on that front. But we'll see. It's not long to its release now. British Rockers Orange Goblin, a favourite of ours here. They're a wicked band. Been around a very, very long time. Got some great music out there and a brilliant live. We released a new album, The Wolf Bites Back, on June 15th via Candlelight Records. As well as announcing the album title and artwork, Orange Goblin also made the album's first track, Sons of Salem, available to stream now. So you can go out and check that. It's out there via all the usual places, and it's wicked. Then Clutch. Clutch have confirmed the title of their new album as Book of Bad Decisions, which has a tentative release date of September. You know, no actual date, just sometime in September. And, you know, it's Clutch, so... It should be bloody good. The last couple have been great. So I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. Big fan of Clutch. All right, let's play another track. And this one's coming from Gra, who were founded in 2010 by Helm Jamada of Dark Funeral. After two albums and numerous short releases, it's now time for the third album called Vassen. And it's due out on the 27th of April 2018. This is Krig from that album. Enjoy. Take that. 
So this part of the podcast is now going to be basically a couple of album reviews, some new releases, and our thoughts on them. Well, my thoughts. I'm going to say ours if I'm surrounded by the rest, but nah, it's just me. We unexpectedly got a new record from Canadian hardcore mob Cancerbats, who dropped a surprise album, their first for three years. The spark that move sees the band going it alone, no record label. A brave move, and one that pays off as Cancerbats have delivered a truly memorable release. It's an album that makes Cancerbat sound re-energised. It's the sound of advancement too. It's up there as the most accessible work yet. The sound of a band stepping beyond their earlier hardcore roots, but not abandoning it completely. The Spartan Moves is an essential Cancerbat album. Sonder is the title of the newly released Tesseract album and can be added to the list of great Tesseract releases so far. The unique rhythms that make Tesseract such a joyful listen burst through in this record, and the oddities fit perfectly alongside the crashing of instruments. It's heavy but melodic thanks to a subtle vocal performance. Tesseract have nailed it again. Then we have British Doom Metal's one of British Doom Metal's most exciting young bands, King Goat, who are back with a long-awaited second album, Debt of Aeons, understanding perfectly what it is to be a Doom band. King Goat's new album is seven tracks of a mentis, dark, deep, thrilling, heavy and mournful metal. The confidence in King Goat seeps through in this album. It lifts the mind, body and spirit. One of the best albums of the year. Finally, after 15 years, we've finally got a new album from A Perfect Circle. It's called Eat the Elephant and Can You Believe It? It is bloody good. I really like it. No, in fact, I love it. Something I really didn't expect to. It's no secret. I'm not a big fan. So going in, I went into this without much in the way of expectations. It's a mostly mellow and emotive listen. Soft percussion, sweet sounding piano melodies, easy on the ears, guitar work, and Maynard's vocals. All combining to make a perfect circle fan feel right at home. And if you're not, like me, it just fits and works so well. It's very easy to connect the dots between this and the band's earlier output. Not that a perfect circle are lacking in force through Eat the Elephant either. There are plenty of tracks with a bit more urgency, a bit more oomph. The highlight of the album, it's the track So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. I suggest if you just want to get a sort of taster, go check that track out. It's a stellar track that's so catchy and gets the blood pumping in ways that you don't normally expect from a band. Anyone worried about a perfect circle not having the same invention or imagination can, can rest easy. And check, so check it out. I was really surprised, so you might be too. Right, ranty time. Talking about a perfect circle, their attempts to ban mobile phones and other devices that could be used to film the band's live show didn't work out so well at Coachella Festival, with the entire show being posted online not long after it had ended. Yeah, we're going to be talking about mobile phones and cameras at shows. It's a difficult subject, one that certainly divides people. Some people think it's their right that they paid for the show so they should get to do what they want, while others think basically, yeah, they should be banned. Why have you got to hold your phone up and basically watch a show through a viewfinder? It certainly got me thinking, as it often does. Where do you stand on cameras, phones and gigs? It's been, as I said, a debate now for years and a fair few bands are trying to find some sort of balance, you know, not even just in our world, not just in the rock and metal world, in other areas of music too, whether it's being an outright ban, you cannot film or use your phone during a show, to a free-for-all. It's trying to find that balance between snapping a few pictures and those that spend most of the show watching it through a lens, regardless of whose view they're blocking. It's the latter that had a problem and spoiling it for everybody else. And chances are that you've been stuck behind someone who will not put their phone back in their pocket and enjoy the show. 
And I get it. People want mementos. And I certainly wouldn't deny a person their occasional snap, even if I'm not sure why blurry, out-of-focus pictures are necessary. <sighs> However, I've been part of some of the worst crowds for this. I always remember the last time I saw Vorbeat live. It was at the Roundhouse in London. And from the moment the lights went down to the moment the band arrived on the stage, it was a sea of phones and cameras. We couldn't see the freaking stage for the devices that went up in the air. It was so disrespectful. Basically, fuck all you people behind me. I want to be able to watch back my shitty footage later. So as always, look, I'm not going to sit in the fence in this one. Do I agree with a mobile camera ban at gigs? Yes. In most circumstances, I do. You should be able to manage rate your phone for a few hours, even less if you're just there to see a headline band. Do you really need to record the band's performance just so you can later post the shaky footage on YouTube? It's only going to be taken down anyway because of copyrights. I mean, if you must, snap a few pictures, record part of the song, but pick your time and make it brief. Think about the others you've paid to see and enjoy the show. Stop being so goddamn selfish. Alright, let's wrap things up with a new track from A Blackened Sight. They're a metal band from Madrid born in 2012 with metalcore, melodic death metal and progressive metal influences. Right, I'm gonna try and say this song title. It's a toughie. Kintsukuria, uh, I think that's right, is their new single and it's out now for free on Bandcamp. You can go over there and download it for zero. It's their first new song with their new lineup and it's an absolute banger. Thank you for listening. It's a short one this week. We've made it to 10. Keep an ear out for our next podcast special that will be going up later this week where Brendan and I talk about our favorite live shows. Until next time, enjoy. <laughs>